With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two minutes. That was Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson, here he goes. Goodbye and hello, Enzo. And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for Know Your Foe, Denver Broncos edition. And so we bring back a familiar voice, somebody who's been on the podcast many times. In fact, this is probably my favorite part of the Jets playing the Broncos is that I get an excuse to talk to my buddy Cameron Parker, who writes for Predominantly Orange and hosts the Mainly Broncos podcast, Mainly Broncos. <laughs> Cam, welcome back to the show, brother. I know. It, it feels uh, nice to kind of do these like every year. I, I feel like the Jets should be playing the Broncos, you know, every single year because we have this opportunity to do this. But, you know, it, it's always a pleasure, you know, to, to be uh, be on with you. And, you know, I, I know uh, maybe to use a little bit of a teaser, you're going to be on with us uh, for, for Mainly Broncos um, so it's always nice to get a, an opportunity to, to talk uh, talk ball with you, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, a lot uh, a lot has changed, right, <laughs> since since uh, since we've last uh, you know uh, spoke. So I, I can't quite, uh, or I, I should say, I'm quite ready to talk about, I guess, the the progress, or maybe not so much progress that's been happening. <laughs> well, Cam, as I was saying to you before we started recording, you, sir are an eternal optimist. I think that's your best and worst quality combined, if that makes any sense. And part of the reason that I say that it's one of your worst qualities, despite being one of your best qualities, is because 
you're always getting blindsided by things sometimes. And Russell Wilson is one of the things you're getting blindsided by right now. You were telling me before we started recording that you refuse to look on the negative side. You still believe that Russell Wilson is going to come out of this. He's dealing with a hamstring injury right now, so he's not 100%. But so far this season, he has not looked like the Russell Wilson that we saw in Seattle. And, of course, all these guys are coming out now, former teammates and such. And talking about why Russell Wilson rubs guys the wrong way and how that might be a bit of a problem in a locker room when you're not being able to produce the way that you normally have in the past. We saw what happened with K.J. Hamler and all that. So talk to me a little bit, Cam, about what you've been seeing from Russell Wilson. What has been the biggest reason in your eyes for this drop-off in play so far? And what do you think he can do to get it back on track? I don't think he's uh, – first things first, he's not playing well. I mean – uh, obviously, I'm an eternal optimist, but I'm also a realist in the sense he's not playing well. I mean, like he he's admittedly not playing well, and um, I think there's a lot of factors that have been going into it. Uh, the Broncos' offensive line has been, you know, I I think I even tweeted out that uh, I don't know what's worse than Swiss cheese, but the Broncos are playing like molded Swiss cheese. Like it, it is absolutely bad right now with with what the Broncos' offensive line has been, um, and you know, but Russ Russ's play and 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 everything we've seen isn't helping that. And, and one of the the reasons that I've been able to see from what I or at least from what I can tell is he's not reading the field. And I don't know because uh, again I'm not in the locker room. I'm not you know a be, I'm not a part of the team, so I can't definitively say what the true cause is. Uh, you know, but it, it seems like he's reading half the field. Um, and then a mixture of probably with these offensive line woes, he doesn't trust his offensive line, so he's scrambling for his life. Um, which, you know, you, you could say almost it feels like he's back in Seattle because that seemed like that was a little bit of a problem in Seattle where he was running for his life and he was playmaking and, you know, doing, you know, things like that. And, and then I think, uh, it might actually end up being maybe the key cause of it all and maybe, personally maybe where i tend to go which is the coaching right now i figure i I figure the broncos right now are in an identity crisis between the coaching staff the new coaching staff and where things currently stand with russell wilson and i i think that you know it's really important for even national media and even you know even people within the local media to always remember that Yes, when Peyton Manning came in, uh, he did struggle, you know, the first, you know, few games. But I think what was so different with the Manning situation and the Wilson situation is when Manning came to Denver, John Fox was already the current head coach. In this case, you know, you have a new coach and a new uh, quarterback. And so the it's like a true identity crisis, Scott, because it's just like, you know, you, you have – you know, you have potentially, from what we're seeing, Hackett's system, and then you have Russell Wilson's idea of, you know, playing off script. And we all know Russell, Russ is a great quarterback when you have the ability to play off script. And so I think it's just how can these competing uh, ideologies come together and let bygones be bygones, uh, let bygones be bygones. You know, and really be able to mesh. And I think at some point it, it's going to either be, you know, swallowing the pride of, at least for Nathaniel Hackett, that 
you have a $245, $250 million quarterback that's your investment, and he's going to be a Bronco for quite a while, it's probably time for you to swallow your pride and build your offense around Russ. Feels like that's something Nathaniel Hackett probably should have realized right when he got Russell Wilson. But, you know, hey, listen, some guys are late to the party. I want to talk a little bit more about Nathaniel Hackett later, but first I want to dig in a little bit more on the offensive line, Cam. You said that he doesn't trust him and he's been running for his life the same way that he used to in Seattle. What's the problem there? You know, I I, I think that it, it, the way that I, I, I can kind of see things is, one, I don't think anyone would have – seen that the Broncos offensive line has regressed as bad as it has. I mean, Garrett Bowles um, unfortunately went down with a season ending injury, but let's, let's not, let's make no mistake. I mean, he has regressed badly. I mean, he has, yeah, he, he is just, he's not, he hadn't played well. And unfortunately when that left tackle went down, it's forced the Broncos to do some makeshifting. And, you know, obviously they signed Billy Turner in the offseason to a one-year deal, familiar with Nathaniel Hackett. But even then, like, he hadn't even seen playing time. And so now with that injury, you know, you're forced to shape the offensive line. And Cam Fleming, to be frank, was not a great right tackle. I mean, there were times he was a great run blocker, but he was just absolutely a terrible pass blocker. And so that sort of forced the Broncos to, okay, let's shift uh, Calvin Anderson to left tackle. And he played well for what seemed like maybe a game. And then it, it turned out that uh, Cam Fleming went in and was left tackle. And uh, and so there's just been a lot of shape shifting, if you will, uh, you know, within that offensive line. But I think the true crux of the problem, it seems, it seems like it's coming from the interior and it seems like maybe it might stem from the right guard to center and at times even the left guard situation. But, you know, it's weird. I don't know if I could have definitively told you that Dalton Reiser was going to end up being maybe the better player on that offensive line. And in even he's been a little bit iffy, um, but he's been a guy coming into the season that there was going to, there was a, there was definitely a hot seat for him you know, coming into the season, and he's actually played well. And I think there's some conversation that he might even be the Broncos' best offensive lineman, which, you know, is it says a lot. Uh, but Lloyd Cushenberry, he's regressed badly. It seems like he's not even, we all know, with the center position. It seems like, you know, about knowing blocking calls and blocking assignments, it seems like he's regressed in that area. Like, there's just everything's amiss across the board between Cushenberry and and Glasgow. So if I have to kind of nitpick and say where the true, the the true weakness of this team is Graham Glasgow and and Lloyd Cushenberry. Thankfully, Quinn Miners is back, but you know, again, the Broncos are going to be going up against a very fierce defensive line for the New York Jets, and you know, I, I think with where things are currently at with Quinn and Williams and his play. I think it's safe to say it's scary hours because we're obviously we're in the month of October. So, of course, it's scary hours for that Denver Broncos offensive line. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Cam, I want to talk about the running game because that's been a mess for the Broncos too. Javante Williams, who is one of the ascending talents at the running back position, one of the best young running backs in the NFL, he got hurt. He's out for the year. And that was a devastating blow to the Broncos offense and to their running game. They've got Melvin Gordon, who fumbled a ton early in the season. He wasn't sure what his place was going to be on the team. In fact, as of a couple of days ago, he was on Twitter liking tweets suggesting that he be traded or released and allowed to sign somewhere else. Now he's going to play. Tell me about what's going on there with that running game, because in conjunction with the struggles of Russell Wilson and the offensive line, that adds another element of chaos to this Broncos offense. Uh, and it's a microcosm of everything that's going on this season, I think. But it's just like in in the first game of the season against the Seattle Seahawks, even though they lost, it was a weird case of you actually felt good, like uh, of where things could be with Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, but it was because you you saw the progress that they were be able to you know build this this offense based off of the running game right and we just then you ended up seeing an identity crisis again of you know are they going to be committing to the running game and now them losing uh, Javante Williams for the rest of the season and. Maybe even next season, as scary as that sounds, uh, you wonder where is this running back room going to be headed? They did sign Latavius Murray, and very interestingly, Nathaniel Hackett chose to basically be buddy-buddy again with Melvin Gordon, saying that he will not only be playing in this game against the New York Jets, but he's also going to be starting. Now, I think it's important to note that you can say someone will be starting, but that doesn't necessarily define or, you know, qualify the, you know, he will get the bulk of the carries. That's probably a, a misconception to, for, for people to understand is that, yes, he may start, but he may not get the bulk of the carries. Because we all saw that, how Latavius Murray, you know, played. I think he had like 14, 15 some carries. 
uh, he ran quite well, uh, you know, in, in, should we say, his first bit of action. Uh, and so I, I think that we still might see a fair amount of Latavius Murray. Um, Melvin Gordon, I think you'll see in a pinch maybe a few times. But the start at him, him saying that he's going to be starting, I, I think, is is one that I'm a little bit fascinated why Nathaniel Hackett went with the the buddy-buddy, you know, kind of like let bygones be let bygones be bygones and like I, i'm all for forgiving people and you know and and giving them no opportunity but you know this is melvin gordon and he has fumbled numerous numerous times and so much so that you know there was a string of was it through 12 weeks of the regular or through 12 weeks of gameplay i should say the broncos have had three or four fumble recoveries that happened from Melvin that were taken to the house. Like it's just an uncanny number. And those kinds of things are game breaking plays. And, you know, those are also roster changing plays in the sense that a player like that honestly should not be on a roster. And so it's interesting that they are allowing something like this to continue. Cam, I want to talk about the wide receivers. We mentioned KJ Hamler before. He's obviously frustrated. We know what he brings to the table in terms of speed. And then you got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, the number one wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. And Jerry Judy was expected to be that caliber player. Hasn't quite done that yet. There's been injuries. He hasn't produced at the level that was expected of him when he was drafted in the first round by the Broncos a couple of years ago. But these are two players that you might want to take a chance on if you go over to prizepicks.com and look at their player projections over in the daily fantasy matchups. Remember, if you go over there right now and pick two to five players, if they do better or worse than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money that you put in. Use the promo code PLAJ when you go over there. It's very simple to play. You only play against the player projection. You do not play against anybody else. You can do NFL, college football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever it is you want. PrizePicks.com has it. The promo code PLAJ will get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Just use the promo code PLAJ over at PrizePicks.com. And like I was saying, Cam, you've got Jerry Judy, you've got Cortland Sutton, you've got KJ Hamler. So there are weapons there. But with Russell Wilson struggling, with the offensive line struggling, with the running backs struggling, they haven't really been able to get going. It's not that they've been bad per se. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton have produced at a reasonable level, but it hasn't quite taken off the way that people expected. Jeff Ulbrich, the Jets defensive coordinator, said that the Broncos have one of the more talented wide receiving groups in the NFL, but they haven't quite gotten to that level in terms of what they've put on the stat sheet yet. Tell me about these guys and what's been happening with them so far this year. You know, I, I think that this is the other element. And uh, when we talk about, you know, Russell Wilson and just the entire team of everything that they have been dealing, uh, everything that they have been dealing with this season, uh, you know, because, again, we don't necessarily know the root cause. I mean, obviously, people who have been covering the team and in that locker room, they might actually know deep down what the actual issue is. We don't know that. Um, but I think this is just another element of where things are struggling with Russell Wilson um, or even in particular just the offense in general, and that is Russ and the wide receiver room is not on the same page. I, th- I Let me rephrase that. Russ 
except for Cortland Sutton and everybody else are not on the same page. So, I mean, like, I think that he and Cortland Sutton have a decent enough marriage right now where things are well, but it, it just seems like Judy and, and Russ aren't clicking. Uh, they're getting the yardage, I feel like, at times, but it can, it, it can definitely be more because if you go back and you watch a fair amount of film and even the all 22, it seems like even when Drew Locke was there, even when Teddy Bridgewater was there, Jerry Judy is always open. So I don't understand why this trend keeps happening that if Judy or as we even had seen in the Indianapolis game, KJ Hamler was always open. So I, I feel like we're just at this, this point where even if it's week six, you've got to come to some sort of, agreement of being able to find the open guy and so whether that's simplifying the offense to the to where you're being able to you know with with the verbiage of this blend of Hackett offense which is a style of the Shanahan offense which we know is a little bit complicated uh you know simplify it to where the wide receivers and Russell Wilson are on the same page so that you are not having this the these miscues these misthrows of you know, Judy running a a post route, but yet Russ is throwing a, a go route. You know what I mean? So it's just make sure that you are on the same page. And if you are being able to do that, I, I think that we might see a little bit more productivity in the passing game. I do find it interesting uh, from this is uh, not just a wide receiver point, but also a tight end point. I find it interesting that Albert Okawebunam has been a completely non-factor in this Denver Broncos offense. A player that, you know, they traded Noah Fant, which probably meant they were pretty high on Okawebunam. And not just that, but also the player that was drafted. And as it turned out, the player who was drafted seems like he has a uh, much high regard in terms of the uh, Denver Broncos and his place on the roster because Okawebunam's snap count had gone down and Dulcich, a guy who just came off of IR and practice, should we say, for a first full week, all of a sudden comes in and plays for, I mean, for a guy who having his first week of practice playing as about as well as you could have asked for. I mean, two catches obviously for 44 yards, but also a touchdown with that. I mean, it seems like this team values Dulcich a little bit more than Okawebunam, which again is quite interesting. So you, you you factor in him, his ability as a pass catcher. Maybe the Broncos can find some ways to generate some creativity there of you know in the passing game. So I don't know. It's just with the wide receiver room in general is just very – it's struggling in the fact that they have to be able to get on the same page. Cam, before we get to the defense, Nathaniel Hackett, we got to talk about him. He has not exactly been held in high regard so far by not only the Broncos fan base but – Football fans across the country, he has gotten off to a very, very rough start. Talk to me a little bit about what's gone wrong for him, because at this point, he honestly seems like a marked man. We've still got 11 games left to go in this season. We'll see how it turns out. But if this continues and the Broncos finish the season as poorly as they've started, that defensive coordinator, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, He's a rising star. Teams are going to be coming for him. It's very possible that the Broncos may decide to go with him instead of Nathaniel Hackett if this continues. And, of course, as you said, $245 million invested in Russell Wilson. If he can't get on the same page with Russell Wilson, 
that'll be an issue too. So what's happening with Nathaniel Hackett? It's an interesting scenario right now because it, when you look at the Denver Broncos, you look at the way that it, that it were orchestrated. Clearly, uh, they they have a veteran presence on the staff in the sense of, you know, a a, a senior assistant, like a, a senior defensive assistant, I should say. But that's Tom Capers. But we all know that he's not a, a guy of head coaching value. Like he has no head coaching experience. And frankly, there is nobody that is on this Denver Broncos staff of head coaching experience. Maybe that is a Giro Evero, uh, you know, if for whatever reason Nathaniel Hackett can't make it. I will say, though, um, I don't necessarily know if the Broncos will cut ties with Nathaniel Hackett in year one. However, if the incompetency and everything that we are seeing from Hackett week to week to week where there is Vance Joseph incompetency, and then there is everything that we had seen from Nathaniel Hackett and his incompetency. Like, the, the, the way that he is operating and the way that, the way that he gave up, I hate to use that phrase, but the way that it looked like he gave up in overtime against a divisional opponent where you have a $250 million quarterback and in overtime you choose on two straight drives to go from run, run, and pass. And then not just that, but run, run and when you had the opportunity to run potentially again on a third and short situation you you went and threw the ball on not just one scenario but multiple different scenarios where you know you easily could have done something a little bit better to move the chains and the the choices of in those short yarded situations of going from shotgun this is just a, an example but like you know him going from shotgun and on those short, on those third and short situations, and you know, and running the ball from shotgun, or you know, even throwing, as I said, throwing from those third and short situations, and not making it more high percentage for you, and putting in in heavy personnel, twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, you know, like making making it so high uh, percentage for you to win that type of snap. Should I say to get the first down? You're not putting your your team. In advantageous situations, and and also it seems like he he doesn't know when uh, to call timeouts, or it seems like he you know you're, you're getting to I think a team that is completely undisciplined, and it's even trickering uh, to the defensive side of the ball, which you know is probably one of the greatest things and maybe the greatest weaknesses I should say for this Denver Broncos team is the penalties, and so. When you have a team that is undisciplined, I mean, we, we see it so often, play calls or penalties, I should say, maybe that seem to be ticky-tack penalties or not even penalties at all. When you generate a resume, when you generate everything that is an undisciplined football team, referees are going to look out for that, and they will still call penalties on you because of your reputation. Um, it's just the fact of the way things go. Um, whether it's college, whether it's the NFL, you know, referees just when you have that reputation and when it seems like it's close, they will throw the flag. They will throw the flag. Um, so that the team is just completely undisciplined. They are uncoordinated. You have a lot of different scenarios where, you know, it just seems like he's completely in over his head. At one point where it seemed like he made the right choice of bringing someone in 
you know, of bringing in, uh, I believe it was Jerry Rossberg, bringing him in and working the, the, the clock management and time management. Yes, that had gotten better, but it's just the other part of the game that just continues to, you know, struggle. And I think that the one area where I think that he absolutely has to get to that point, because if we're serious that Russell Wilson is the investment, Nathaniel Hackett has to put away his pride and give the play calling duties to not his best friend, that is the offensive coordinator, Justin Allen, but give it to Clint Kubiak, who was the offensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins. And we know that last year Kirk Cousins actually played pretty well when, when Kubiak was there before obviously giving things to Kevin O'Connell um, and the head coach of the, of the Minnesota Vikings now. But you have to be able to make those key, key you know, coaching staff decisions if things aren't working out. I don't necessarily know if if Hackett has that conscience right now at this particular point in the season. Cam, I want to talk about the defense now because we discussed how much the Broncos are struggling on offense, but they are flourishing on defense. One of the best defenses in the league, as I said, their defensive coordinator is a rising star, and I expect him to be one of the top head coaching candidates in the offseason if this continues. First, let's discuss what the Broncos are doing against the pass. They have been elite in that area so far this season. Talk to me about their coverage and their secondary. It's actually quite impressive. Um, and I, I think it, it all has kind of been operated in this mode of working hand-in-hand. Hand. I think that their ability to create such a pass rush has also affected the the secondary and why they're playing so well. But also, we all know it's it, as well, it's, also, it's the, the – emergence in his second season with Pat Sertan, him basically being not a reincarnate of Jalen Ramsey, but just a player that when he came into his rookie year and was already playing so well, but in his second year and he's playing maybe even better and so much so that all across social media, players, corners, former corners are all calling Pat Sertan at this particular point of the season the best corner in the National Football League. It is a very, you know, high-ranking praise to be a second-year player and, you know, already be touted as the best corner in the National Football League. Um, so he is definitely coming into his own. Um, I've always kind of compared him in the sense of like a Justin Simmons at corner, just a freak athlete. And frankly, you're starting to see a little bit with Sauce Gardner. I mean, these types of corners – uh, that are just a rare, rare height and breed and, and size that have the ability to be a such a twitchy corner that have those athletic traits and athletic abilities that make him such a, a great corner. And, and, and not to mention the system that they're in with, you know, obviously the players buying into Robert Sala or even, you know, Pat Sertan, you know, being not a scheme-dependent corner. I mean, you can put him in any scheme. He'll play well. Um, but I think what's also done the Broncos' defense great is, you know, you have a secondary that it seemed like they missed a beat at times in Seattle, but you have Caden Stearns, uh, who really has played well in the pinch when Justin Simmons went out. Uh, Kareem Jackson really ratcheted up his uh his play when Simmons went down, um, Damari Mathis, even though he got picked on 
uh, in the game against the Los Angeles Chargers, he really has filled in that spot quite nicely. And obviously he was picked on, but I think one of the most important things uh, of that game was he showed resiliency. He fought adversity quite well. He is a great press corner, but at the same time, I mean, you clearly saw that he has the ability to, you know, play in multiple different ways of whether that is inside or outside. And right now with uh, the loss of uh, Ronald Darby, I mean, he's going to be playing outside a little bit more. Um, so I, I think that, you know, Mathis is obviously going to be one of those key focal point guys. If Justin Herbert was, you know, not throwing Pat Sertan's way, he will be, th- I'm sure uh, Zach Wilson will be, you know, throwing many passes uh, to Damari Mathis's way. But, you know, I thought he held his own quite well. I thought he held his own quite well, and um, hopefully he doesn't get his flagged as much. Uh, you know, but I think the secondary as a whole is really gelling. Um, you know, for for not having Simmons back there, I, they've really done a great job of meshing quite well. But uh, really, this, the the true story of this team is the pass rush right now. We discussed how good the pass rush and the secondary has been for the Denver Broncos. Their run defense has been okay, but it hasn't been anywhere near as good as the pass defense. The Jets have been winning games largely on the strength of their defense and their running attack with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Do the Jets have an opportunity to exploit something here? Is there a bit of a weakness when it comes to the Broncos' run defense as opposed to their pass defense? Tell me a little bit more about the run defense. I hate to use this phrase because um, you never want to use the phrase, you know, and what I'm what I'm trying to say is, you know, taking plays off like you, you never want to say that you never want to say that they're taking plays off or taking games off. It just it baffles me sometimes when I'm seeing uh, games like Josh Jacobs or, uh, you know, games like that where Josh Jacobs obviously has your number, but you are pretty stellar against the run you you were able to sign dj jones you were able to you know have a healthy mike purcell and a draymond jones and obviously deshaun williams like you have the people there to be a stout defensive front so is there something not going on schematically are you missing your gaps are you missing your responsibilities that you know the back is being able to hit the the hole or is it just the back himself that he's 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 hitting the right hole when, you know, you weren't, you weren't, or you were least expecting it. So I don't know it, but it's still a little bit odd because I, I do feel the Broncos have the pieces up front, especially DJ Jones, because DJ Jones is a guy that at times, even in this season, you can clearly tell why the Broncos invested so much in him as a defensive lineman. Um, he's way, he's way more athletic than, you know, you know, his size. I mean, he also is a very stout run defender. Um, I know that when he was with the 49ers, he was considered to be maybe the best run defender when he was the, with the 49ers. So something is clearly even amiss there. So, yes, I agree that if there's a weakness with this Broncos team, it is definitely, you know, the, uh, maybe the interior, but it's, it's again, it's, it's, for me, it isn't so much about, that they are not capable because they're definitely capable and we had even seen it this year. It's just, are they able to put it in for a good full, full four quarters? And that's the big question. And so that leads to my final question for you, Cam, which is 
How do you think this is going to turn out? You don't have to give me an exact score prediction, but tell me what you think is going to happen in this game. Are the Broncos going to be able to prevail? Are they going to get back on the right track? Or are the Jets going to keep rolling? How is this going to turn out? It's it's an odd one, right? Because one, the status of Russell Wilson is still unknown. I mean, is he going to play? I mean, he is pretty banged up. Um, I'm sure if you're the Jets, you're preparing as if Russell uh, Wilson is going to play. Um, you know, because you're talking about a quarterback that you know has played in a vast majority of games in his career. Um, but he is, uh, despite the the Wolverine blood, you know that he has. Um, I, I, I'm sure that, you know, it, it's best and I've said it before. It is best that he sits this game. It, it is best that he sits this game. Um, so I would personally said Russell Wilson. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and with this current staff and with the way things are shaping, I don't have all the confidence in the world. Um, you know, that, uh, that, Russell Wilson will be sitting out this game, um, you know, because clearly it seems like he favors. Uh, I'm talking about Hackett. It seems like Hackett, you know, favors, you know, playing these th- these players, and it seems like he's clearly in favor of playing, you know, Russell Wilson, who is hurt and is favoring what it is this hamstring and everything that we've seen currently. So, um, I will take a complete surprise, and I will actually say that. Uh, I, I think the Jets come out of this with a victory. My good friend, Cameron Parker, co-host of the Mainly Broncos podcast and a writer over at Predominantly Orange. Cam, it's always a pleasure having you on. Like I said, the best part of the Broncos and Jets playing each other for me is having the excuse to do a podcast with you. I'm looking forward to coming on Mainly Broncos with you guys as well. For everybody that wants to check out everything that you're doing over at Mainly Broncos, Predominantly Orange, and follow you on social media, how can they do all that? You can follow me at uh, Kara Parker PO. And actually, uh, when I was talking about a lot has changed, um, I don't actually just do Mainly Broncos anymore. I don't do mainly, uh, I don't, uh, I don't just do the Mainly Broncos podcast anymore. Um, I also do another podcast. It is, uh, the 5280 podcast. It is also another Broncos podcast. It is streamed every Tuesday at six east, or sorry, six mountain time, eight eastern. So, uh, for you, uh, New Yorkers, right, that are listening to this one. Um, so yeah, so make sure you, if you are a Broncos fan that is, uh, in the New York uh, area or just in New York and you want to tune into, uh, myself on the 5280 podcast, um, go hit the MHRT Network uh, uh, channel on YouTube. Subscribe to it. Um, and uh, hopefully if the Denver Broncos do win, I'll celebrate by putting pineapple on a pizza. Cam, I think I might have to fly to Denver and slap you in the face for that. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that you follow Cam on Twitter and also listen to him on mainly Broncos and his new podcast, as well as reading his work over at Predominantly Orange. Make sure you check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from Down Under. Luke Grant has some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there, including an All-22 review of Quinn and Williams and his dominant performance against the Green Bay Packers that earned Quinn and Williams Defensive Player of the Week honors 
Make sure that you watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you. Thank you shirt. The Zach says go long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The play like a jet logo shirt. Hats, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.